Hello friends and welcome back to Why Does It Matter? Over these weeks we've been going fairly deep really on uh, different forms of prayer and different ways to pray because prayer is really important to us as followers of Jesus and the Bible tells us to pray continually so we've been exploring different ways of doing that. My name's Lee and Aaron's here with me today as ever and we're simply having a conversation about some of the things that are helpful in our walk of prayer before God. Too often I think we're guilty of a monologue and we don't allow dialogue. We don't allow time for for God to speak to us as well. And if we really want to hear from God, we need to take some time to to listen to him, to, to tune ourselves into him. So coming to the end of uh, this series um, now, we're coming to a topic which isn't really talked about too often. I mean, generally the topic of prayer we've said is not talked about often enough anyway, but um, especially this one of being of silent prayer, meditation. You see, I'm in a culture of just wanting everything right now, um, straight away, soon as possible, um, and I just don't have enough time to just be still. And yet the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. In Psalm 46, a psalm that's full of kind of mountains and earthquakes and waterfalls and noise and busyness and rushing. In the midst of that, God says, be still and know that I am God. Do you reckon that goes back to the inner peace that we've been talking about when we were talking about um, rejoice always of having that contentment in Christ? There's a, a part of that that enables us to just be be still at that to rest in God's presence yeah and I think it comes from a deeper walk with God you know if you, if you were at the beach you would see the waves uh, on the sea and then as you look further out you would see the beauty of the sea kind of glistening in the sun mm. if you were on a boat in the, in the middle of the sea um, you might see waves on the surface but if you were to go in a submarine deep down <laughs> it would actually be really quite still yeah down there and, and our lives and our minds are busy our periphery is busy our minds are busy yeah and actually, when we take time to, to be still, there, there's, a, there's a depth there. I, I find as a minister that people often talk to me about um, times when they hear from God. And so often people say, it's really weird. But I always, you know, God always speaks to me in the shower. Well, God always speaks to me in the bath. Um, what, why do you think that is? And you know, I'm, I'm convinced this is the reason why, why people hear from God in the shower, in the bath. It's the one place they're not on their phone, their smartphone, their tablet, whatever it may be. It's the yeah. one place you're actually not doing anything else. Yeah, it's true that, yeah. Uh, there's just that time to, to listen. That's exactly <laughs> it. And, and we, we've taught through this series that the prayer isn't just about a vending machine, a shopping list, whatever it may be, uh, but, but prayer is dynamic. It's a relationship. You know, if, if this was if, if this podcast was monologue, you or I just speaking, it would be really dull, but it's a conversation. And the same in our prayer life. We don't just, we don't, you know, we don't ring someone up and just talk to them the whole time and, and say, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I'm worried about. This is what I'm stressed about. This is what I've done wrong. Bye. You know, we, we leave space. Yeah. To, and in the same way in our prayer lives, too often I think we're guilty of a monologue and we don't allow dialogue. We don't allow time for for God to speak to us as well. And if we really want to hear from God, we need to take some time to, to listen to him, to 
to tune ourselves into him. Yeah. We we talked about in this series already about how we need a, a time of formal time of prayer as well as being continuous mm-hmm. and we looked at it as well in the first season as well. But um do you reckon then um that this silent prayer, this meditation of just being still is essential to our formal part of, I guess, what we call quiet time. There's probably a reason why it's called quiet time, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And But I wonder how much of our quiet time is, is quiet in yeah. the sense of actually just being still. Yeah. Or how often in our quiet time are we going through our prayer list? Are we reading scripture? All these things are really good to do. But how much time is, is actually quiet? And I, I would say, yes, I think it's absolutely essential that we take time to just be still and silent in the presence of God to just know his love around us to to put down our scattered thoughts to focus our eyes upon God once again to be aware of his presence among us mm. and with us to be aware of our surroundings to be aware of ourselves mm. uh, and to be aware of ourselves just before God I think when we're quiet and silent it's a little bit like this in, in the room where you and I are right now um, there's loads of stuff that we can't hear so in this room if we had the right equipment, we would be able to hear the sounds. So if we were to tune a radio in, we might hear Radio 1 or Radio 2 or Radio Merseyside, whatever it may be. If we tuned the dial, if we received it, we can't see the radio waves. We can't hear the radio waves unless we can tune in to pick them up. That's really weird to think about. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But in the same way, you know, God is God is speaking to us today. And I wonder mm. how much we miss of what God is saying to us because we're simply not tuned in. Mm. We're not taking the time to, to stop. And God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through one another. You know, he speaks to us in the quiet. We might feel a, a verse come to mind or kind of an impression in our heart, whatever it may be. But unless we stop in the silence and the quiet, we just risk missing out on so much of what God may want to say to us. Yeah. It's uh, another form of, funny enough, uh, that connection again, another form of humility and and dependence on God. Um, something that made me so humble was to recognize, to know that I spent... Um, you you spend a, a third of your life asleep. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's over seven years asleep. Wow, mad, that, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. that's so humbling to think that in that time I'm trusting God, um, that He would protect me when I'm I'm not visibly awake. You yeah. know, I'm not conscious, and I think um, something like that helps me to to realize how um, being still is so important. Yeah, yeah, I mean. In, in in the context of and this this is a different this is a different series altogether but um, you know in the context of the old testament and the law you know god called his people out to be different from the rest of the tribes around and and, and the, the nations around him mm. and one of the things that god gave his gift to his people was sabbath wow. a day to stop and trust yeah, in him yeah. silent prayer is is an opportunity to stop to, to say no to the pressures and the demands of the world and say yes to god in, in that moment the problem is our lives are really busy yeah. and it's not something we naturally uh, make time to do no. um, and it's a hard thing to do at first because our, our, our minds are busy Richard Foster is one of the, 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 the best writers I think uh, of the modern day I wonder day. how many times you've mentioned his name <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Richard Foster's work <laughs> but he, he's one of the best writers I think around this this kind of the, the whole area of spiritual discipline and that rich walk with God, in particular on on meditation and silent prayer. And he talks about how uh, he uses this illustration that our lives and our schedules are so busy that we're like a coiled spring. There's so much tension there that the moment we release that tension, the moment that we stop, 
our mind goes into overdrive. It's like the spring coils back out again um, because the pressure is so much there. And what that means is that when we stop, when we try to be still and silent before God, all of a sudden our minds are like, hello, <laughs> you know, you forgot to do this. Don't yeah. forget to put this in your schedule. Don't forget to put the bins out. Don't forget you need to buy cereal for tomorrow morning. Like our minds go into overdrive because actually we haven't built in any time in our life just to reflect on the stuff yeah. of our life, let alone be quiet. Um, Evelyn Underhill said this, at this very moment, your thoughts are buzzing like a swarm of bees. Yet this situation is not as hopeless for you as it seems. This is only happening upon the periphery of the mind. At the center, there is stillness. And that kind of goes back to that picture we talked about a few minutes ago of the waves on the top of the sea, but a, a stillness in the depths. That actually, yes, our minds are busy, but if we can push through that, if we can wait, if we can learn to, to put those things aside, maybe to have a notepad and write down some of the to-do list things we need to do mm. you know to put some of those things out of our mind then actually we will find the that still small voice of god we'll find the stillness and the peace i guess that goes back to what you were saying last week uh, that um you can't just go straight into a marathon you've got to build up to it as well totally totally start start small start with just you know put five minutes on your on your phone or even better take, take your phone out of the room so it's nowhere near yeah. and have a have a timer of some kind with five minutes and just do five minutes of silence and, yeah and then gradually increase it o- over time um ju- just one little thing to say that, that is different here because in in our world right now stuff like meditation you, you mentioned mindfulness a couple of weeks back yeah this kind of stuff is quite popular at the moment particularly with some of the kind of eastern influence yeah, stuff yeah. meditation's a big thing and, and i know that some people will be listening to this thinking well hang on that where, where do we sit with with this kind of stuff now those kind of things they're all about um kind of emptying your mind of stuff christian meditation is not about emptying your mind christian meditation is about filling your mind so kind of some of these other meditation forms, they're about emptying yourself. This is about being filled, being filled with the presence of God, mm. being filled with the voice of God, being filled with scripture. Yeah. One thing that might be useful to do is just take a Bible verse, you know, a Bible verse maybe that you know well, that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And to just in the silence sit and reflect on the words of that. Yeah. Who is it that's my shepherd? It's the Lord. The Lord <laughs> is my shepherd. What does it mean to not want in this? You know, I've got all these things that I desire and want. What, what does it mean to truly not want? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. You know, reflect on the verse because we're not we're not emptying ourselves out to find some kind of equilibrium balance here. Yeah. We're emptying our mind of the busyness in order that we may be filled by God's spirit once again, that we would hear his voice, that we would have him right at the center of everything in our lives. Complete dependence again. That's what it is. I, I guess going back to what you were saying that uh, Richard Foster was saying, because it, it's so true. We see the world around us, how they, they create job after job, um, having a, trying to find a purpose in, in so many things. There's people who, who are just tirelessly working to, to gain as much money as they can to provide for their family. They make up so many excuses. But in reality, as soon as they stop, they are troubled people because they have no purpose they have no intention and 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 it's it's why we see a lot of suicides today in our world as well a lot of depression rates dropping as well because there's just no purpose then and as soon as they stop the mind you know is is continuous thinking of of what you know these life questions and i i think with with the christian life 
as we were saying to to refill us in the right things rather than emptying is is making us um depend on god for these things so that we're not troubled that when when we do be still we're not gonna be you know that coil is as, as richard foster say you know that spring and and i think it's important that um we try and do it regularly as well because mm. we we talked about this in um i think it was quiet times we were looking at something about how um in in running to train up you need to do it each day and 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 to 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 um, progress with it um, but if you miss a day it's so hard to get back into that routine isn't it especially if you miss a week or two weeks as well it's even harder um, and it, with being still if we make it a routinely thing it, it it becomes easier for us to do yeah and, and to start small but also to to not not get um down on yourself if if it just doesn't work, if your mind is too busy, if there's too much of the stuff going on. Um, Bonhoeffer said, um, don't get impatient with yourself. Right, writing about, you know, learning the, the journey of meditative prayer, Bonhoeffer said, don't get impatient with yourself. Sit down and wait patiently. Don't try to restrict where your thoughts run away to, but instead take up the person or the place or the situation that is strayed into your prayers and use that as something to pray for. In the quiet, if those things come to mind, take a moment to simply lift them before God and to then put them into his hands again so yeah some of the key things you know as you said let's you know start small start with a few minutes maybe it's about building other times in as well whether we've said before you know turn the radio off in the car or on your walk to work or something like that have some time that is that is just quiet to, to be able to hear from god or find a place where you can connect with god that is a quiet place you know we see jesus do this in the gospels he'd heard about how his cousin john the baptist had been beheaded and he went to withdraw to a quiet place. Now the crowds followed him. The feeding of the 5,000 men plus women plus children happened. And then Jesus sends the disciples ahead on the boat. And what does Jesus do? He retreats to a quiet place to pray. Mm. And we see Jesus do this through the Gospels. Go up a mountain to pray. Go to a quiet place to pray. In the moments, in the hours before the crucifixion, his crucifixion, yeah. he goes in the garden. Uh, he leaves the 12. He takes the three. He goes a few steps further than the mm. three. Uh, and he prays. You know, there is something about that that withdrawing, uh, which I think is really significant. So, you know, find places that 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 help you do that as well. It might be for your walk in the mountains or, you know, walk down by the canal. It might be going and sitting in a cathedral, whatever it may be. Something that inspires you, the awesomeness of God again, that fixes your eyes upon him. As well as these other moments of just simply sitting in the quiet. Mm-hmm. and allowing God to speak have your Bible open have, have a, a particular verse that you may focus on uh, and simply just wait would you say um, listening to Christian music is the same thing or is that lots of things coming it up as well I would say no I, I would say we uh, in the western world we are we are rubbish at silence we're, we're just not good at it yeah. you know we, we put music we put music on yeah and, we, and you know the thing is we'll listen to the music and what we'll end up with is, is with the song buzzing around our head or we'll end up focusing on the lyrics of the song we're, we're, you know what i really think we need to be better at in our society today as, as christians is we need to relearn the art of silence yeah it can be so hard. I think it's also, I think for my mindset, it feels like a waste of time as well, doesn't it? And and it's getting into that habit of, of, of being able to put yourself in a place of, this is this is time to just 
just rest in God's presence and I, to rely and depend on him. That's it. How can it be wasted time yeah. when we're inviting God? We're intentionally <laughs> inviting God into that moment. I mean, maybe let, let's talk about some ways that this could work. You know, we talked about kind of the mountains and all those kind of things, but maybe it's just in your own house. You find a quiet place in your house. And maybe the start of your, your time is simply saying, you know, Lord, I'm you know, sorry for some of these things. You know, I, I just want to be quiet in your presence. And Lord, tune my ears to hear you, tune my heart to to, to be in line with your heart. And Lord, I invite you into this place now. And I invite you to fill me with your spirit. And I invite, I invite you to just simply be with me as I am with you. Hmm. And to just wait, maybe open your palms as a sign of you know, being open to God. Or maybe it is, you know, opening your Bible and just reading that one verse of scripture, whatever it may be, that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then simply just waiting and seeing where God allows your train of thoughts to go. Knowing that God is with you. But I think when we're sat in the arms of our Father, it's never wasted time. Mm. Just have you got any um, other ways in, in which to allow us to, to come to a quiet, be still time of, of um, rest? Yeah, another way that can help us in this is actually liturgy. And that's okay. something that, you know, in the tradition church that, that we're part of here, this isn't a liturgical church in yeah. the sense of, um, we don't have kind of call and response and that kind of thing in, in, in our services. But liturgy is simply just, a lot of liturgy is actually taken from scripture mm. uh, and put into a way that is about leading us on a journey into the presence of God. The benefit of using some liturgy sometimes is it it helps focus our minds. Now, if, if you're not sure about using liturgy, if you don't want to kind of use some liturgy, and there's some great liturgy out there that, that can help you in kind of morning prayer or night prayer or something like that that can be really helpful just words that can become so familiar that you're not reading them you're you're entering into them and they're, they're the vehicle that kind of get you into the presence of god you can actually use a psalm for this you know use a few yeah. words of a psalm and just slowly read through the the, the words of the psalm and mm. um, that help you into the presence of god uh, and that can be um kind of a rhythm that you do daily uh, and that becomes just a, almost that kind of that marker of you know the busyness of my daily life or the start of my day whatever it may be I'm going to read through these these same few verses every day, and it's it's almost like a marker of saying, "Lord, I'm shifting my focus onto onto you again here. I'm leaving behind the things of the world, and I'm focusing on you. I'm coming to sit at the the foot of the cross uh, once uh, again." Mm. The key thing with liturgy, whether you're using psalms or whether you're using kind of a you know liturgy from a particular denomination or um, movement or community or whatever it may be is not to read the words. Don't just simply read them, mm. but actually make them a prayer. Read them slowly. Mm. Enter into them. Know that you're probably praying those words with thousands of others around the world who <laughs> are also doing the same thing and know yeah. that we're part of that worldwide people uh, of God. You know what I love doing? I love using the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Um, because it, it's almost a bit like a framework to, exactly to use, it. isn't it? That's exactly it. Well, that, that picture we've used as trellis quite a few times. Yeah. Actually, that that's where liturgy comes from. Right. So liturgy comes from trellis yeah, because it yeah. is about that that the framework in which the vine can grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love using the Lord's Prayer, and then as as you read it slowly, you get the you get to just delve deep into your thinking as well of of the how that applies to me and my life and the the people around me as well and and it's just a, a great way in which to focus on, on god in, in that way and almost like liturgy style isn't it well that, that's exactly what it is and because they're words you're familiar with you're not having to particularly 
work hard because yeah. you know those words they, mm. they're already lived words within you you're familiar with them which means you're not concentrating on the words you're concentrating on who the words point to yes and that's really important just just the other little thing that can help um is to look at the different times of the year so that the church has certain markers in the year that are helpful mm. so christmas easter so the festivals pentecost these are obvious things and um, but also the times and seasons around them so advent those four sundays and the weeks between that lead up to christmas or lent the six weeks that lead up to easter mm. can be a really helpful thing to use those times to 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 focus on god in a different way to enter into that story again to there's great books and other you know devotional things you can get or even just to simply reflect again in the silence lord I, I, just, just show me something more of the christmas story and mm. every day to take five minutes in the silence to reflect on you know, a character from the Christmas story or something like that and use those times and seasons as a way of, you know, focusing our mind and asking God to speak to us and show us something new out of something that is so familiar. So as we come to the end of this little uh, kind of journey for, for today, it's a really interesting one. I think I think silent prayer and, and kind of meditation really is something that uh, can cause lots of opinions in different ways, but, but I think it's so important to us as followers of Jesus that we take time to listen to him, to to hear his voice, to give him space. When we phone someone up, it's not a monologue. We we listen for them to speak as well. And it's so important in our walk with God that we do the same as well. So I'm going to pray for us a little bit differently today. We're just going to leave a little bit of space and quiet at the end. Father, I come before you today. And Lord, I ask that my busy thoughts would be stilled. I still myself before you now and I invite you to speak to me and to fill me. Emmanuel, God with us, thank you that you're here and be with us in the rest of this day. Amen.